Episode 40, The Script Show. Why do I write a script for my podcast and what is my process? And you are listening to episode number 4-0 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I'm your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band, I'm a technology junkie, and I love helping people figure things out. And I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged It's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. And in this episode number 40, what are the benefits of writing a script for my podcast and what does the process look like for me? But first, let's start the show with a question of the week from Ask Mike Anything. For those of you just tuning into the show for the first time, Ask Mike Anything. It's your chance to ask me what you want to know more about. Or where are you struggling in your online business? Head on over to MikeMurphy.co, leave me a question, and I will answer it in a future episode. Today's Ask Mike Anything came from a Facebook group that I'm in, and I was asked, When I launch my podcast and submit it to iTunes, will my podcast automatically be distributed to all the other podcast directories? The answer is no. I have talked about this process in some of the earlier episodes, but it is one that confuses many. So let me just simplify it for you here. Think of iTunes as one big library or directory of podcasts, among other things like music, books, movies, etc. While it is the biggest podcast directory, there are many others out there like Stitcher and Spreaker and TuneIn and the latest big deal, Google Play. So before you submit your podcast to any of the directories, you need to create what is called an RSS feed. The RSS feed is often generated by your podcast host company like Libsyn or Blueberry. Or in my case, WordPress created my RSS feed through Blueberry plugin called PowerPress. All technical stuff that make most people's heads spin. But the only thing you need to understand is that the RSS feed is the central component to your podcast. When people subscribe to your show, they are really subscribing to your RSS feed. So each time you publish a new podcast episode, your RSS feed gets updated and your listeners automatically get notification that you have released a new show. And they really don't have to do anything once they're subscribed to the RSS feed. Each week, as soon as I publish a new episode, anyone who subscribes to my show will get that new episode almost instantly And whatever podcatcher they use, whether it be Apple's podcast app, Overcast, which is very popular and one that I use, or whatever their app of choice is for listening to podcasts. And I guess this is a good time for a public service announcement. If you are not already subscribed to the show, be sure to do so so you never miss a future episode. Okay, back to the question. Submitting to iTunes will not get you into the other directories. So you do have to choose which directories you want to be in and manually submit the same RSS feed to each individual directory. The more the merrier really, but I mostly did just the big ones out there that I mentioned at the top, such as Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, etc. And for a full list of directories, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast has a website called podcastplaces.com where he has compiled a comprehensive list so you can see all the other ones out there. I don't think you have to get in all the directories, but there is no harm in doing so. If you come across a directory that someone's talking about, by all means, take the five minutes and submit your RSS feed, but start with the big dogs out there and go from there. Bottom line, you only have to submit your RSS feed one time to each directory, and then each new episode you published from there on, the RSS feed updates each directory for you automatically, kind of like magic. 
So let's get into episode number 40. Why do I write a script for Mike Murphy Unplugged and just how do I do it? Not a week goes by on Blab or in social media where the conversation of scripting versus non-scripting for podcasting shows up in one way or another. There are many opinions on whether it is better to write a script or just an outline or to jot down some notes and let the conversation flow. Only you can answer this question, and I urge you to make the decision based on what works best for the format of your show and what you think will be best for the listeners of your podcast. I write a script because the format of my show is instructional in nature, and I am a one-man band, so I am in complete control of what the content is and how I want to deliver the message. My approach would be different if I had a co-hosted show or if I was an interview show. The beauty of podcasting is that you are the producer, so it is up to you to determine what works best for you and your listeners. So why do I write a script? What are the benefits? Here are five pros as I see it. Number one, preparation. Writing a script is the ultimate form of preparation. What do I mean by this? Well, in order to write a script, I have to do my homework and research first and figure out what subject matter I want to teach and explain and how I want to do it. By the time I finish writing the script, I know the material inside and out, so I am really prepared when it comes time to record, which leads me to my next pro. Number two, recording time. Writing the script is my rehearsal time. I am learning the material when I write, and I also speak it out loud when I am reviewing the script, so I can usually get the full recording session in the first take or two with very few places that I need to edit or change. I can't tell you how many conversations I see on social media complaining about how long editing takes them because of all the ums and the ahs, and working off of a script solves this problem. I have a 15 to 18 minute show maximum, and it usually takes me only about 30 minutes to finish the recording from start to finish, and then another 30 to 60 minutes to tidy it all up, post-process the sound, and tag it for uploading, but that is efficient because I use a script. Number three. Knowledge and authority. I talk a lot about the importance of establishing yourself as an authority in your area or expertise. And all that really means that you know what you are talking about and that you share your knowledge with others. Establishing yourself as an authority is when people look to you as someone they can trust to provide them with value and accurate information. So writing a script helps me learn the information I am teaching on a much deeper level because I put a lot of thought and preparation into making sure each podcast episode is clear, concise, and that it makes a point. In doing so, I am absorbing the information myself, and it is increasing my mastery of podcasting and content creation, because teaching is one of the best forms of education. In order to be an effective teacher, you must be a diligent student, and writing a script is a critical part of this process for me. Number four, writing. I am a better writer and teacher because of this podcast. For those of you who don't know my background, I was an English major in college because basically I was a terrible test taker, but I could write. Writing my podcast script has forced me to develop a completely new style of writing and one that is very technical and organized. I now write much more with purpose and focus as the purpose of my podcast is to teach others And the script is my method for communicating, so I must be efficient with my words and be concise and to the point. My writing has improved in all areas where I write, and it is because I am putting in the work 
week after week, and I'm writing consistently and always trying to improve. Although there are many benefits to writing a script, I'm going to leave you with one of the biggest benefits, and that is number five, repurposing power. This is a big deal, and I was very intentional about this from the very start. But in all honesty, something I have not taken full advantage of yet. By repurposing, I'm talking about divvying up the content from each episode and spreading it around to various platforms, whether it be blog posts, medium articles, social media channels, videos, etc. Since episode number one, it has always been my long-term strategy to write each episode with a balance of evergreen and relevant content. Evergreen content does not expire. It's knowledge or information that you can read in a year from now and it's still going to provide value. Let's say I talk about the importance of self-awareness or how to establish yourself as an authority. That's evergreen content. On the contrary, relevant topics may include current technologies or trending social media channels like Snapchat that may or may not be around forever. The reason I like evergreen content so much is I want people who discover my show to be able to listen to the backlog of episodes and get as much value as those who started from the beginning. This is a long-term strategy and I'm building, trying to build a strong foundation. The other reason why I try to produce a lot of evergreen content is to buy myself time to create more content as I'm a one-man band so I can only do so much and with evergreen content I can always go back and repurpose as needed. Because of my diligence in writing scripts, quality material and the hard part has already been done. I just have to copy and paste and organize it for the platforms and the channels that I want to produce on. Many podcasters today have produced books straight from the transcripts of their podcasts. I plan on doing the same with my scripts. Just a little bit of trivia here. A novel is typically considered work that is 40,000 words or more. Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man of the Sea was only 26,000 words, which is considered very short for a novel. And the sweet spot for word count for adult fiction and nonfiction is between 80,000 to 100,000 words, okay? As of today, I have written over 150,000 words between my podcast episodes and show notes, which is basically six old man in the seas or just a lot of content that I can use to write ebooks, articles, video scripts, and a complete bucket list goal of publishing a book. I write each script knowing that they're going to be used for much more than one podcast episode. And it's up to me to make sure that I take advantage of the content. And it's up to you if you have a podcast to make sure you do the same. Spread the love around because your message needs to be heard. Okay, how do I write the script? I have several writing tools I use for various purposes. But the script writing tool of choice, hands down, is Scrivener. I've talked a lot about Scrivener in the past. But the more I use it, the more I love it. And in all honesty, I hardly use any of the features that it's capable of. Scrivener is used by professional book writers and authors and playwrights and screenwriters, bloggers, and pretty much anyone who writes for a living because it can handle anything you throw at it. And the ease of exporting for formats such as Kindle or PDF or HTML doesn't matter. Scrivener is $50 one-time fee and something that I cannot recommend enough if you are writing content. The reason I love it so much and that I use it so much for my podcast is the organizational element of it. All of my podcast scripts and notes are neatly organized in folders and searchable 
and I never have to hit save, and my work is always backed up to Dropbox 24-7. Scrivener has a little bit of an old-school feel that I like, and it just makes it easy to write. It's distraction-free, yet everything I need tucked in all around me. So one feature that I really like about Scrivener is that the ability to set a word goal. I know that if my podcast is between 2,500 and 3,000 words, it's going to be about 18 minutes long. This is just from experience, but as I write my script, I always look at the counter and know exactly where I need to be in order to keep my show consistent and on point. My process and workflow for writing the script is the same every week. In Scrivener, I have a template with my intro and outro and the verbiage for all the little features such as Ask Mike Anything and all the things I say every week. Then I fill in the gaps with the content. I always start with telling you what the show is about, and then I deliver the content and I end with a recap or a summary to bring the point home. Beginning, middle, and end. And on that note, let's wrap this up because Scrivener is telling me that my word count is approaching the goal. One of my favorite quotes, failing to plan is planning to fail. Writing a script is my plan, not only to produce quality episodes each week, but part of my master content plan to be the best podcaster, teacher, and content creator that I can be. Writing a script is preparation for my success. And just to be clear, writing a script is really hard work. It's probably the hardest part of the entire podcast process for me. Sure, I am much faster and more efficient now than I was on episodes 1 through 10, but it is still really hard and mentally challenging. I can tell you that when I write the last word of the script, I feel this big sense of relief because I know it's downhill from here. However, the benefits of writing a script clearly outweigh the hard work that it entails. Writing a script makes recording and editing much easier and efficient. Writing a script is making me a better teacher, communicator, and writer, not to mention my technical skills and knowledge of podcasting and audio and all of my passions are improving with each new episode. Finally, using Scrivener, my writing tool of choice, my scripts are organized and always accessible to repurpose into blog posts or tutorial scripts or for my book that will happen sooner than later. Writing a script is not for everyone, but it works for me and my personality and for the format of my show. I hear the chatter and the criticism out there about script writing, but only you can decide what works best for you in your podcast. If you make every decision on how you can create the best content that is going to deliver the highest quality experience and value to your listeners, the answer will always be right. And as always, I thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I really do appreciate it. And remember, keep those questions coming in for Ask Mike Anything. And I'm ramping up the tutorial making process. So email, tweet me, snap me, find me on Instagram. Tell me what topics you want to learn more about. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to sign up for the newsletter that comes out on every single Friday morning at 6 a.m. And I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band. And together, we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers. Cheers.